Welcome to the Ty and Rye, the Finance Guys podcast, covering weekly investment news, important financial topics, and expert interviews. We want to help you become more knowledgeable about the financial world around you. This is not an offer to sell you anything, and remember, past performance doesn't indicate future results. Now your hosts, Ty Hansen and Ryan Robertson. Hello, and welcome. Hello, Ty Hansen. Ryan Robertson, how are you, buddy? Yeah, doing great. Doing great. Good. Recovering from good, the good. Uh, 4th of July weekend. Hope everybody uh, had a great holiday. Yeah, Ate a lot I of hope food. they did too. Saw good fireworks. Hopefully everybody still has all five fingers, ten uh-huh. fingers, ten toes. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, got a little sunburned, uh, but I'm feeling all right. I haven't been outside for years, so yeah. my body's we got like, you what, out are you, of the... what are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? We got you out of your cave and uh-huh. you enjoyed some, some outside time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good job, bud. I'm proud of you. <laughs> I'm very proud of you. And good thing you didn't die. You've done some repelling this last little bit. So That's right. You, you're here. That is right. My, do- my daughters and, yep, and some of their friends took them repelling, and they survived. And uh, yeah, it was good. We enjoyed it. It was, was, a, was a good weekend. So. Well, glad you're here. And glad anybody who's listening, we got uh, another uh, kind of cool topic. We're going to continue this mini-series. Uh, I call it Peak to Trough. We'll see if that catches on. The, the old P to T. Love it. But it's all about, uh, well, this week, it's all about gold. We're going to talk about gold as an investment. And maybe a little bit of history involved. Some you real, are some raw numbers. Major. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes, you are. Some real raw numbers. And then hopefully some practical knowledge relative to the gold. So last week, talked about the dot-com bubble in this continuing idea of uh, investments that kind of become trendy, how to pick them out, maybe how to avoid too many pitfalls, how to think about them. Hopefully, because gold's kind of getting hot again, we can think about it in the, the most logical and or analytical way. Right. And, you know, and I think that the biggest thing that you and I are both trying to help people avoid is, you know, when things become sensationalized, when, when it's a little bit more of the element of greed, yep. right? Or, or too speculative to just, yeah. And I, you and I were talking about this before we started recording and this, this idea of like, if it's a feeling of FOMO, right? Yeah. That fear of missing. If that's what's if that's what's the forefront of your mind, it should be you, your first yeah, triggering response. Yep. It, exactly. Feel FOMO. Exactly. Step so, back. Oh. I take a step it. back. Take a deep breath. Get a drink. And you can't breathe, and you're Go. like, <gasps> I gotta out. miss. I gotta miss now. I gotta get this. I gotta get this now. I'm if I can get out. this like right now, if I can yeah. get this right now, if I literally, if I can't get this right this minute, mm-hmm. yeah, I totally agree, man. Yep. Um, yeah, take take a break. Go to Blanding, Utah. Recoup, <laughs> recover, and get after it. It's not right? like too popular. No, that's right. Utah sucks. <laughs> everybody, stay away. <laughs> yeah, it does. There's yeah. nothing worth seeing in Utah. Nope. Okay, so we're gonna start off. I'm gonna give you a couple of tidbits I find interesting, and I may be the only one. That finds you, this you are the history. You are the history buff. So <laughs> I like this. I like the elements of history that you bring into these things. Mm, good. Gold first uses coins, at least that we know of, in Turkey, 560 BC. 
long, long time ago. And, and really since then, just about every civilization has used gold as some sort of, well, gold and silver as some sort of currency, which really is the whole driving force behind, you know, European exploration in the 1500s. Trying to trying to to get as much gold and silver as they could. Really, that's that was kind of the first gold rush, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, coming to Very the Americas, so. that's what people wanted. Yeah, exactly. So, and uh, you know, kind of made Spain a superpower for a little bit of time, um, and uh, and kind of like it really started this whole uh, more modern way of looking at currency and how we use currency because. Gold and particularly silver, those two uh, were sort of the modes of that. But there's a problem with that. And that problem is, how do you store it? How do you keep it safe? Um, you know, how do you, you use it? How do you measure it? How do you weigh it? All those right. things Right, and how, how, and it's, and, and, you know, especially like the scarcity of it too, right? That kind of gives it this, this interesting dynamic as well. But yeah. I want to jump in for a second because what I love about that, that as you kind of done this research you know, last week we talked about dot com, right? We're gonna do we're gonna do another speculative, you know, peak to trough discussion about crypto. Um, both of those obviously were like kind of this new, uh, more modern ideology investments, right? Yeah. This is interesting to see this speculation and some of these same elements of this you know, kind of this overarching theme, right? You and I are trying to get to this uh, this whole theme of like how do we avoid speculation right and and that's what's that's what's cool about this one and i didn't even think about that till you, you put all that history history data in there is like gold's been around a long time right and it just goes to show you it's like even if something's been around for you know for what thousands of years and been utilized for thousands of years that element of speculation can still kind of you know work its way in there so. yeah and so these these very important uh, obstacles that gold and or silver really presents, we're going to talk about gold because it kind of is the flashiest, is uh, how do governments then, as we get into these modern times, how do they utilize this idea of gold? So basically the, the idea of this, this gold standard is uh, saying, hey, we've got so much gold, so therefore, instead of you using gold, we're going to write these dollar bills, these notes that just say it's backed up by gold. That's what you're going to use. It's easier to use and, and manipulate. Exactly. If you bring us this piece of paper, you can have your gold back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So banks store it. The government stored it, right? So, and I found this interesting in, uh, say in 1913, we basically put a standard where all notes are backed up by about 40% of gold. Because sometimes we think, oh, it's a dollar for dollar or it's 100%. No, it's never really been that. That's too, too hard. To, to do, but it was 40%, and that's back in the Federal Reserve Act, which is under Wilson, and that kind of brings us now to this really m- much more modern idea of how we're using gold, and it just gets harder and harder to deal with, because I don't, you know, if people know in the, in the Depression and during World War II, FDR actually ordered all of the gold to become government property, because we, mm, we, interesting. we needed it to, to right. bolster the U.S. dollar because we were just spending so much during the war. Um, and then we progress even further to where you get to 1976, where we essentially are no more, no more part of and on the gold standard. Right now, everything is, as we talked about with cryptocurrencies, we're in a fiat currency now, which is there is no 
gold to back it up. It's just backed up by the faith. It's of exactly the how much. How much do we believe in our our government and by extension our economic system? Right. Exactly. Yeah. And 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 that's essentially where everybody is now. So that's it's interesting to bring this up because now when we come to gold as an investment, we have to start thinking about it in terms of well, what is it then? What is it for? And that's what I love about this this whole thing that we keep kind of coming back. We keep circling back around, and we will continue. I think we've got like what two or three more podcasts. We're gonna we're gonna stay with this this peaked trough, right? Um, and, and that's what's so interesting about this is that we've got this idea, this 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 overarching idea of like, okay, what really what's what really is there behind what you're investing in? Do you know what I mean? And I and I and I and I think about it this way, like with any of it, and I've explained this a lot of times to people. It's like, like if 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 I am going to borrow money from somebody versus one of my older brothers, my <laughs> older brother's kind of a kind of a dork, right? <laughs> Uh, and, 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 you know, it's like, what's, what's behind the money that I'm lending? You know what I mean? Or, or what's, what's the, what's the engine behind what I'm investing in? Do you know what I mean? It's like, Hey, I've got a stable job. I'm making a lot of money. My brother doesn't. (laughs) Right. So it's like, do, do you know what I mean? It's like, so, so why? Yeah. Anyways, back to this point you're talking about, right? What, what really is gold? Like, what is it? How, what does it really mean as an investment? So. Yes, it's hard to pinpoint. And it's the same, you know, we talked about cryptocurrencies a few weeks ago. It's the same problem. If we don't know its utility exactly, then it just leaves all room for speculation, which then just means there there's no ceiling and there's no basement. Well, there is a basement is zero. It's zero. You've right? lost that's, everything. That's the basement. Yeah. yeah. And it's that uh-huh. whole range that now we don't well, know. So we'll get into these numbers yeah. in a sec to kind of show you this. Yeah. Well, and, and again, dude, think, think about it. Again, I'm going to beat a dead horse here. Um, sorry, we killed the horse. Um, the This idea of FOMO, it's like we, we, we see something, we hear something, marketing, advertising is so good, right? And, and what's this other concept we keep talking about? Like if you're seeing a Facebook ad, if you're seeing an Instagram ad. You if hear you're it on seeing, the nightly news. If you hear it on the nightly news, <laughs> if it's coming up in some sort of a like – social media platform and you're seeing buy gold buy crypto it's like that's a that's a big big warning but so again there's this concept like if it's speculation it's like if you don't really know what you're what you're getting yourself into you got to take a step back you really do i mean again i said this last time what do you get with nike yeah if you buy nike stock yeah what do you get yeah, we've got products, we've got a whole infrastructure for a company, we've got a whole sales and marketing. Branding, everything. yeah, I mean, everything. And you know that, now, can that lose value? Maybe you buy it today and over the next year and a half, five years, maybe over the next five years, Nike's product becomes inferior. I mean, heck, the Nike project, Oregon project, I mean, their running team has been inundated with <laughs> performance-enhancing drug scandals. But again, that doesn't really affect the stock as much. But you, you get my point, like, the, but over time... We know right? it's utility. Yes, yes. Yeah, we know it. Gold, however. Yeah, look. So let's look at these numbers. And, and again, just think about it in terms of like with, with utility is what is driving these numbers. And that's a really important question. Right. So last time we talked about the uh, dot-com bubble burst, right? Round 2001, 2002. 
And so in January 2001, gold is $263 an ounce. In 2001, you've got the dot-com bubble burst. Then you've got the real estate market heating up, mortgage, right? Derivative markets going crazy, stock market going crazy. And gold markets kind of, you know, it's going up during that time. But the financial crisis hits and it really peaks. So it goes to, in August 2011, we see gold go to 1873 an ounce. So in a 10-year period, had you had the foresight, you would have seen a 600 plus percent increase in 10 years. Crazy. Right. And, you know, the financial crisis, what is driving that is people's fear of the economic or the, the real uh, economy. And, and I, think, I think it's interesting in that, in that time frame, right? There's, there's two key things that happen in that time frame where we see a really big spike in, um, in gold prices, right? And, and, and it's, it, it's exactly what you just talked about. It's dot-com bubble bursting and real estate market tumbling. Right, um, the, I, when we were talking about this too before, I kind of had this thought of, you know, as, as as I was kind of comparing, looking at data as we were getting ready, you know, for this podcast. There's this this inverted trend, right? When like when the S and P is dropping, when the market's dropping, right? We see gold pop, and it's almost like it's almost like a a, a, spe- a speculation in reverse. Do you know what I mean? Like. If, if, if everybody's betting on the dot-com bubble to do extremely well or real estate to do extremely well and they're super psyched, the opposite's happening. Or Sorry, when the markets start falling, right? The op- when those things are crumbling, everybody's like, okay, well, well, where do I go now? Where do I-, I have to have a solution. Where do I go now, right? What's the next, what's the next best thing? And that's where like, gold kind of keeps creeping back around. Like, oh, let's buy gold. And you see this spike. So, yeah, man, that's crazy. That is a- You're right. If you'd had the foresight and you timed it perfectly... It's a great return. Yeah, if you timed it perfectly. So you bring this up, and this will kind of be part of the wrap-up, I think. But we do see when there's this vacuum or this void of, like, hey, the market's not doing well. Real estate's really kind of uh, uh, stagnant. It's almost like people need this uh, speculation to make them feel like, I got some profits that I can make all this other stuff's not working and and that void gets filled almost all the time there's almost always something there exactly that will and, fill and, that void and that's i think what's kind of interesting about that you know as we again that we're talking about how you know gold's been around for so long right it's kind of funny how that gold silver some of those precious commodities precious metals keep coming back around as the declining market speculative rush do you know what i mean so, yeah. And I remember this one, you know, back in 2010, 11 time period, there were a lot of people. We, I mean, you were in it too, talking to people all the time. I want gold. Give me some gold. But that's the problem. 2010, 2011, almost 90% of that growth from 2001 has already happened. Yeah. You missed it. Yeah. Yeah. By the time exactly. you start to see it in the banner ads, on the nightly news, in your inbox, a text, when do you start seeing that? You have already missed the boat. Well, and I won't say which family member because they may be listening, but I had other family members. That, again, yeah, it was about, in fact, you know, as, as you were starting to put some of this data together, I was like, oh my gosh, I totally remember. 
the family member it was probably about 13 or 20 end of 2013 into 2014 middle of 2014 and then everybody's like oh, I, like should i be getting on this gold thing like what should, it's like and you're right like that's we start you, you you've we've got some of this data of where we start to see that trough right that speculative sell-off exactly 42 yeah anyways because following that 2011 peak when it hits 1873 an ounce it kind of goes down a little bit but then there's a couple of head and shoulder spikes right after that, which is probably the time period you're talking about. But then it just tumbles and it, it goes all the way down to November 15th, 2015. So we're talking only four years, drops 42%. And then it kind of just bounces around. And then you start to see middle of 2018 into 2019. And then of course, with the pandemic, it really spikes. It, it, exactly, and that's that's the 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 interesting thing of you know it's like yeah pandemic. I'm glad you brought that up because exactly. So it's like also we see this. Oh, okay, like I gotta get something. Like what do we go for? Oh crap! I need something. We're pumping money in the market. I gotta get gold because somehow gold's gonna be the currency. Something. So it peaks. Now this peaks. This is the biggest peak. August 2020. Uh, just about a year ago, uh, $2,010 an ounce. So you've got, think about these swings from 2011. You got a drop of 42%. And then you've got an increase of 86% from that drop. Uh, all in about mm, nine years. Yeah. Right? Now, I was just looking at it this morning. Uh, it's July 8th today. Uh, gold's you know, just above $1,800 an ounce, right? And so it's kind of, again, dropped from that peak. What I found amazing about it is if for some reason you were getting in because you wanted to invest in 2011, right, as gold is just spiking. Yeah, exactly. Right, and you stayed in at that time versus having that money go into, say, the S&P, between that time period in 2011 to today, gold is down probably 2%. That, that 10-year period for gold, if you started then, is down negative 2%. The S&P, <laughs> positive 250%, pl positive. So this is the thing that I found amazing. I had someone I talked to just barely, and she was talking about wanting to do gold now. And I went through this, these numbers with her, and I'm like, look, generally speaking, you like to see investments that have a general upward trend over time. Right, exactly. Right? You want right. to see that, that they... Right. Over time, you consistently see that. I don't, I don't know if you can see that with gold. I don't know if, if over the long haul, we're just going to see gold be this performer. Maybe. Right. Maybe we do. But the last 10 years, that's a rough one. Yeah, exactly. That's a rough one. Well, it, it, and, and I think this is, the, you, as you're going through this, these time frames, these different period pieces and, and return data, you know, it's, it's so interesting to understand that, like, yeah, like, I mean, you can, you can kind of, like, pound your chest and, like, hey, I got this amazing return. Gold is the answer, whatever. But it's like, again, it's the same thing with crypto today. It's like... Yeah, if, if you were lucky and smart enough, and, and I don't even want to know smart enough or lucky, like, it's just like, sometimes for whatever reason, people get into it, you know, and it's like, 
I, I don't know. Anyways, it, it's, you have to have timed it perfectly. Do you know what I mean? And, and so it's like, and you're absolutely right. By the time this, this idea of the masses really timing it right, if that's coming around, you've missed it, right? And, and so that's the whole point is like, are, are you going to have the stomach to stay into that 42% drop? You know what I mean? Over that period of time. That's the biggest problem. Because right? then you're, gonna, you gonna you're seeing the market go up while that's dropping. Out of, right. Out of. And ex exactly. So, and so that's what I'm saying. It's like, it, that's what's any of these pieces with this whole mini series that we're talking about when it comes to speculation, that's the hardest thing is to, are you really going to stick with this thing long term? Like, like now, again, some, a, a few of the dot com companies are still around, Amazon, right? Is still around. So it's like, yeah, obviously we're still, we're still using it. But the point is, is like, you know, as crazy as people got with dot com back in the day, how many people stuck with it? You know what I mean? With that concept of that specific investment strategy. Um, people still own real estate today, but, you know, how many people just dropped houses? What percentage of people dropped houses in 08, right? And same thing with gold over and over and over. It's like, do you really have the stomach as a speculative investor to ride that wave? And exactly to your point, it's like, if in that 10-year period, if I'm losing money versus 250% return in the S&P 500 in that same time, like, yeah, anyways. So that's what's so hard about this, about understanding these these pieces is you, you've, you've got to be timing it just right for these speculative pieces to, to really pay off. And there's, the, there's a reason why that you'll see that spike and that trough in the whole thing. Yeah. It is because the utility of gold is speculative right right if and, and another thing that i think is going to come into this moving forward when you start talking about gold whether or not it's good long term there's a competition now coming into it with cryptocurrencies right exactly because cryptocurrencies have now come into the marketplace and it's going to compete in one of those areas that gold is supposedly good for which is against inflation which is against a hedge against uh, you know uh, inflation and, and markets like they are now. Well, cryptocurrencies are thought of much in the same way, although they quite haven't got there. Right. But it's in that same space. So that's one thing that people have to really think hard about, which is, okay, well, where does gold fit? Right. What is it? Right. So a couple of things, too, when we look about if you are thinking about gold. If you're going to get into it and you're thinking about doing so, one of the biggest things is storing it, like actually buying gold. That's like one of the biggest factors. Where are you going to put it? Exactly. And that's the thing is like, if, yeah, if like, okay, I mean, are you just going to go buy a gold bar and hold on to it? Do you know what yeah. I mean? Which <laughs> like, you, you can just bury yeah. it in the backyard or, or yeah. you know, put it somewhere where it's secure. Right. If you want to, you can. Right. Just make sure you got to get enough treasure map to know where you, where you <laughs> exactly <bury> it. <laughs> right. You're Ron Swanson. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love that. Don't tell oh, everybody man. where you. It's pretty I like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. But you, there are companies obviously that will do it for. They'll store it for you. But obviously, you got to pay for that. Well, it's and, gotta be factored in, in. The, in the retirement world, right? Which which most Americans. Uh, really most of Americans' net worth or wealth, besides their home, it's in their retirement accounts, right? IRAs, right? 401ks, IRAs. Well, yeah, I mean, if you want to actually hold physical gold, 
that has to be accounted for through your IRA, right? The federal government's not just going to let you bury it in your backyard and never tell them what it's worth, right? They want to know what's going on with that. Really expensive and extremely difficult to deal with. Like, I mean, if you want to talk about efficiencies in the market today, it, this is just my opinion, right? The opinion according to Ty. But you, you and I have dealt with a lot of clients investing in a lot of different things over the years. The gold companies, sorry, companies that, that are custodians over physical gold are the slowest, hardest to deal with, most expensive custodians out there by far. So, yeah, not, 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 not a lot of utility there. Yeah, from an it's just standpoint. tough because you got to figure out. Well, what if I want to sell it? Well, it's not the not the easiest thing to do. No, you literally have to have somebody saying, "Okay, I physically want to buy." It's just like cryptos right now, right? There's not really. I mean, there is a secondary market, but there's there's not this established now. You know, again, does the stock market, the exchanges across the country, does that mean that those are perfect investments? No, definitely still a lot of speculation and 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 potential for loss. The point is, though, is it's anytime you make something more difficult to sell inherently that just that ups your risk no matter what so so the other idea of it is that you don't own the actual gold i mean there's you can own etfs that are built around either just precious metals or just gold itself right which obviously are going to be easy to buy and sell you can look at you know gold mining companies and there are there are ways to follow those trends to say hey this may, you know, we may be at a good point to get into some of those, either the ETF or, or gold company yeah. or whatever. I, IAU, the, the ETF IAU, right? Literally, it's 100% gold, right? Now, is it going to have the exact correlation as owning a piece of gold? No, because there's some differences, right? It's held by a company and, and, and you know, the, the, the ETF manager, but it's like you're, you're very, 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 very close. Yeah, it's it's close enough that it's worth it, and it's inexpensive. I mean, comparatively, just owning it's completely inexpensive. Hey, and 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 not that we bet on speculation, but again, I you know I kind of talked about how when markets are on a downward slope, um, gold does tend to kind of be that like shift of where people go for value, right? Even though it's speculative, and, and we don't try to speculate in our portfolios. But hey, look, again, in a downward trending market, gold is a defensive position, right? And so we'll use IAU in portfolios when we need to. Yeah, so, yeah, it's, yeah. Part, it's part of the strategy. But again, we're not actually going out and buying gold for our clients because that would be nearly impossible to do for our clientele. Picking up an ETF is way more efficient. Yeah, way more. Absolutely. Now, it's interesting because when you think about the uses of gold, right, it's not being used as currency. Uh, although, I don't know if you remember 10 years ago, Ty, when Utah said, hey, you can pay your property taxes with gold and silver. We'll, we'll accept oh, that. Yeah, do, you, do you remember that? That's right. I do remember now, that. Now, if, if, if I'm uh, recollecting it correctly, uh, no one ever did that. But I was going to say, I would, I would like a, to know. How, yeah, I doubt uh, it. Yeah. I wonder how many people actually paid with gold. But I think that there was this, you know, an edict put out. Hey, if you want to pay uh, your property taxes or a utility with, bill. With gold. <laughs> we'll accept gold and silver. <laughs> People are like taking pliers and popping out uh, their gold shaving off a little bit. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Speaking of that, do you know why that's the, those ridges on coins are that way, right? You know, why is that? Because people used to shave the edges off. Really? To to get to have less 
so they could keep more and then they would take what they shaved off and make new coins. They put those oh, ridges on there so they know if it hasn't been shaved or not. If it's been, that's really interesting. And it just kind of so stuck with our, with our uh, coins now. So they would give somebody a quarter, but really they were technically like giving the, the weight of 24 cents and they were keeping one. Oh, that's like, huh, that is really interesting. That is so, so interesting. And it's, now it's just, you know, the way they do it. But it, back in the yeah. day, that's it. That's how they did it. That is, that is so crazy. You know, it's funny, like, as, as we start looking at these different areas of speculation, it's like human investing is like water, right? It's always going to find a path and it always takes the path of least resistance, right? That's right. And, and it's so, so, so it's funny, like even with cryptos, like there's people making tons of money right now with uh, crypto mining software that they're, in, that they're embedding in like, so you've got these companies that are like creating software. That's right. I mean, you have this random tangent, but it's funny. They're creating these random softwares that they'll, you know, like, so a programmer says, hey, I'll do a job for you, right, for a big company. And, and, and people may be filling out online forms, right? Well, they actually have, like, software that's embedded in that online form. It doesn't steal your data, but what happens is every time you're, you're using an online form, like maybe you're paying a medical bill online or you're filling information out for whatever, right, for school, every time people put in that information, it technically runs a data mine for crypto, Right, it's like I'm like it's it's exactly what you're just talking about. It's like it's shaving the edges off of your coin to try to try and yeah get oh, that advantage. Let me get that competitive advantage. Humans yeah. are funny, man. We're funny. Yeah, and you know it used to be you know once we got off the gold standard and currency really wasn't much of a thing. Like gold really was only used in in jewelry and decoration and and you know teeth, gold teeth. Right. Gold teeth. But, you know, as electronics and technology has really advanced, gold has really found a lot more use uh, in that because it's more stable, it's a lot more durable, it's less corrosive. Uh, but the problem still exists for gold, which is, is that it's a very finite metal. It's still pretty rare comparatively. So the expense of it may just keep it from being used as much. So it's sort of... Uh, balancing act with it that uh, it's not going to become widespread for a lot of that stuff because it's just too expensive that you can't really bring it to term you know and and i think that's just the ultimate ultimate point of all of this is just understanding driving this point home which is the fomo part which is the ad part which is understanding the speculation that goes in it what's the utility of it there might be a good long-term benefit for owning gold in a certain percentage of your portfolio, whether it be physical or not, we would probably recommend not, but could be. But the fluctuations are so crazy and so big up and down. I don't know how you make heads or tails of it at any point. Right, exactly. I don't know again, how you again, it's like in the future. Right, you know, and again, I'll make the same analogy where you look at, Performing companies actually have some sort of a, a, a solid underlying value in the company, right? Like, are they doing, again, can there be giant economic, influ, you know, things that affect the price? Obviously, like, I mean, what happened last year with COVID, right? The, I mean, the entire, every, almost every market sector was affected. Can that happen? Uh, absolutely. But is there still, like, is, you know, again, is Nike is, target are these different you know companies are they still producing something right um and yeah exactly you're right with gold it's like 
wow, what's that long-term value? Do you know what I mean? Especially like you're saying, especially if crypto is being introduced, what is that? You know, what does that mean? Yeah. So uh, it's a good competing factor, and and that has to be factored into the whole thing. And you know, it's not like because again, we we're bringing all these things up and and somewhat poking fun at them and whatnot, but. Uh, there's use to it in certain degrees, and for the most part, it's how really it should be likely a small percentage of what you're doing in a portfolio from from our point of view, the way we look at it. Now we we don't have a company we don't have a company that needs to push gold as an investment. So yeah. Some, exactly. We're not. We're not trying that, to. So we're not trying to get clicks on uh, on Instagram. I mean, well, we are for other reasons, but not for gold to sell gold. We're just trying to get clicks on Instagram so people listen to us. That's all we're trying to get clicks for. That's all we want. Uh, uh, this, now this is cool. That's what I'm saying. That's why. I'm, this, I'm, again, when you came up with this idea of this mini series, I was like, man, this is this is awesome. Like this is so cool because it's the human psyche. Right, we want to. We want to. We want to find that, like dieting. We talked about that last podcast, right? We want that. What's going to fix me quickly? Versus, look, over time, over time, you just you you gotta. It's just simple steps. Very easy. And we'll we'll talk about that down the road, right? What what are the five things that we see that people do in retirement across the board that makes them successful? You know what I mean? These speculative tools, dot com bubbles real estate bubbles, gold bubble, crypto bubble, pot bubble, right? The bubble bubble. Bubble bubbles, right? Double bubble. That's not what's going to make you successful long term. It's not. That's not. It's not. No. There's very few people that uh, would actually, could actually look to that and say like, oh, I made all my money in gold. I, I mean, I don't know of anybody. Well, I mean, maybe back in the when was the gold oh. rush? Seventeen, eighteen hundred, eighteen hundreds, late eighteen hey, hundreds. Hey, go back in the historical record. The people that made the most money during the gold rush in California, people selling shovels and yeah. pickaxes. Who was it? Exact. Say that again. Owners. Say yeah. that again. Who made the money? Yes. Was it all the miners? No, it's the people selling no. all the things to the miners. Exactly. They're the ones that really that really made money because it was so so few people really really made money finding gold. But the, but it's this I, you go back to this know. human psychology, this FOMO. You either it's the desire for gain, it's the fear of loss. That's what drives people. Yeah, and if absolutely. you can instill in your brain, you are missing out. The train is leaving. You don't get on it now. You've lost. Uh, people jump on that, and uh, it's a tactic. It's a very good tactic. It is obviously works well. Fear fear is a selling a very strong uh, sales tactic for yeah. sure. So don't buy into it. Be more rational. That's right. Doesn't Stay mean the you course. can't do it. Just means give it some thought. That's right. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Uh, for the love of all that's good and holy, just listen to Ryan. <laughs> oh, yeah. And all the little tidbits. And all one Ryan's last tidbit, tidbit tie for you. It is tidbit believed tie. there's been 174,000 tons of gold mined in human history. <laughs> That's a lot. 174,000 tons. That's a, that's a lot of tons. A, a ton is 2,000 pounds. <laughs> I actually should have found nice. out how much more they think is there. but I know. There's not that. You well, know, they're going to run out at some point. It's like you, diamonds. You know, the, There's only so many. I've also, see, I've also seen a few movies that talk about like cities made of gold. Yeah. So mm. maybe we need to like we haven't find found those that. Let's yeah. find that great 
ancient Aztec city mm -hmm. of gold. Nope, nope. That's what Cortez was looking for. And maybe that city, what movie is it where the city of gold is like all of the artifacts and they're like, treasure to them was education and knowledge. <laughs> I think it was like, I think it was one of the national or the national treasure is one of them. Yeah. National treasure. I think it was one of those. Uh -huh. Yeah, that was a good uh, one. No. Good times. Good times. I, I, it, brother. I guess we've exhausted it. I think we're good. Yep. Good one. We, uh, we really exhausted the gold discussion. <laughs> That's right. That is right. Um, I do believe uh, the site is up now for tyandry.com. Oh, nice. T-Y and A-N-D, Rye, R-Y. Ty and Rye. Perfect. That's you. You you are Rye. I am Ty. Nice. Podcast will be on there. Follow that. Go to YouTube, Apple, Spotify, wherever. Lots of crazy antics. No. Yeah. All right, Ty. So appreciate oh, and, you. Ooh, and, what? Oh, wait, wait. Sorry. And... Um, we're gonna, coming soon too. We're going to be doing our uh, our little bracket. We're gonna do we're gonna do a, an investment bracket. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm excited for this one. Stay tuned for the bracket. Yeah. That's gonna be a good one. Yeah, it will be fun. And loser leaves town. <laughs> loser leaves town. Yeah. You get the business. The other guy loses and has Perfect. to go away in shame. Nice. All right, brother. Appreciate right, you. Thanks. We'll see everybody next week. Thanks. Awesome. Hey, thanks for listening to the Ty and Rye, the Finance Guys podcast today. If you like what you heard, go ahead and hit subscribe. That way you won't miss any future episodes. Also, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Ty and Rye podcast. Also, check us out at myprosperteam.com. Thanks. We will see you next week.